why Washington Commanders managing partner Josh Harris should force Ron Rivera to start Jacoby Brissett and why he shouldn't. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. You become a lock insider. You'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive information, uh, content, extra content, all of it directly to your phone. One-on-one conversations with me via text message. Go to Locked On Commanders uh, or become a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, Greatly appreciate your continued support for the program. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we are ranting about Ron Rivera as Coach Rivera decides to enter the land of what ifs on Monday. We're going to pull some things to take from or take with us from Week 15, and a couple of things to leave behind. Specifically, we're looking at snap counts. A little bit of a different flavor. To this week's AAR episode. But first, the debate is on, and everybody seems to know the exact answer for what the Washington Commanders should do at the starting quarterback position, and they should start Jacoby Brissett, or they should start Sam Howell. Just kind of depends on who you're talking to, but most of us, most of everybody, knows exactly which direction to go, regardless of the answer, the person you're likely hearing give, uh, that they're 100% certain that that is the answer. And it's uh, ridiculous that anybody would ever think otherwise. That is how this is uh, unfolding in real time, it appears. But the truth is, it's not as simple as some people want it to be and make it out to be. Because honestly, there's good reasons for both men to start this next game, Christmas Eve, against the New York Jets. And I'm going to tell you right now, unless something changes between uh, the time I'm doing this at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday and 11 uh, or so on Wednesday, Sam Howell is going to be your next start. Like We've already got our media schedule for this week before the New York Jets game. And Sam Howell is giving the presser on Wednesday, which means Sam Howell is your starting quarterback. So that is going to be the answer, whether anybody likes it or not. But again, the, the focus of this part of the conversation is everybody seems to have this hard, far, hard, 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 fast. Is that really hard headed argument or opinion that their way is the only way? But but again, there's reasons for both. So let's break them down for Jacoby Brissett. Now, obviously, he's he's the veteran, right? He's the older quarterback. He's been in uh, in the league for quite a while. He's got the experience, uh, and all those things are certainly going to help at the quarterback position. He plays looser. That's something that's been, that was noticed uh, playing against the, uh, the the Los Angeles Rams last weekend on Sunday when he did come in for those last two drives of the game for the Washington Commanders offense. He played looser. He played with a little bit less restricted. It didn't seem like he was really thinking too much about it. He has the arm talent. I mean, that's always pretty much been known. I think the Sam Howell's arm talent. Uh, is a little bit better, but Jacoby Brissett certainly has the arm talent to to play in the NFL or else he wouldn't have been in the NFL as long as he has been. And 
starting Jacoby uh, actually protects Sam Howell to a certain extent. It, it prevents him from taking more hits than he's already taken this season, which is a ton. It prevents him from digging this hole even deeper than it's already been dug as far as potential confidence, overthinking, uh, all these things is happening. And it really kind of allows him to start his growth for next year. Uh, that's that's kind of the biggest thing. Like we always talk about the second year in the NFL being the biggest growth year for most players. And the reason isn't because of the amount of experience they're getting more. So it's the fact that you have that full year of experience under your belt in the National Football League. Then you get to step away from the game. You get to go on vacation. You get to hit the golf course. You're still working out. I'm sure you're still studying and doing you know position drills uh, and all those things. But you get you get to get away from it all uh, for for a, for a time being. And I think that is when growth really sets in because the stress of it goes away, the pressure of it goes away, and what you're left with is just the opportunity to really soak in everything you experienced uh, from July, August on, uh, no matter what level you made it to, no matter how deep into the postseason you played or if you didn't make the postseason at all. So for Sam Howell, and he's been asked multiple times over the past couple of weeks, what are you really taking away from this season? Where have you seen yourself growing? I've asked those types of questions. I completely understand why everybody's asking those types of questions. But his answer has kind of consistently been the same of, I can't really take time right now to, to, to fully realize what it is I've, I've fully learned, how where I've fully grown. Because you think about this, man. Like, he plays Sunday in Los Angeles, right? He flies basically overnight back to Washington, D.C., drives home, goes to bed, wakes up Monday morning, drives to the facility. I don't know what order he's doing this all in, right? But he's probably getting a little bit of a workout, getting some treatment, and then he's doing film study. So now he's reliving what happened on Sunday, trying to take the lessons in from it. Okay, now we got lessons Monday, or well, I guess they're off Mondays, but he's still going into treatment. So we're doing the film study on Tuesday. But Tuesday, here's all the stuff that happened with the Rams. Here's all the lessons you need to take from it. All right, cool. Goes home, eats dinner, I assume. Goes to bed, wakes up Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Now it's time to get ready for the Jets. Like, that is not a lot of time to learn. There's not a lot of time to really soak anything in. It's all really kind of coming, boom, 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 one after another. The offseason is when all these lessons are going to settle in. The offseason is when all the development mentally is going to take place, and even physically as his body gets the chance to heal after playing a full NFL schedule. So it protects Sam if you play Jacoby to a certain extent. So that's actually an argument that I think both sides uh, could potentially use to, to justify their opinion. Uh, and it gives the other players incentives to keep playing. Because you look at what Jacoby Brissett was able to do in those final two, uh, two, two drives of the game, it's, nobody can deny that there was a spark there. There was there was an upheaval of of energy, and it's kind of like the the fired head coach thing. With when the interim head coach comes in, even if the team loved the head coach that got fired and all these things, the interim head coach comes in, and there's just kind of this this energy of okay, now let's get right. You know what I mean? Like there's this this deliberate effort of, okay, now it's time to get right. So for all those reasons, like you can make a case for why Jacoby Brissett should be playing moving forward. But for Sam Howell, the future, the more he plays, the more future growth opportunity he's going to have, right? So if you if you have 14 weeks of experience to learn from, it, you can make the argument it's better to have three more weeks of, of experience, 17 weeks total of experience to grow from, right? So more opportunity equals more opportunities to grow. It gives him the chance to get back on track, uh, the, the track that he was on, before that second Giants game. Before that second New York game, guys, he had games of 312, 325, and 397 yards passing. Two of those came in losses. He threw eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and nobody had a doubt. Everybody was saying, yeah, man, this defense has really let this team down. Since that second New York Giants loss, 300 yards, 127, 102, one touchdown, three interceptions, almost a complete 
180. I mean, his highest game producing with 300 yards, decent game, is lower than any of the three games he had before that second Giants loss. And if you if you remember every day, after that second Giants loss, what did I tell you? Sam looked like he was pressing in that second Giants loss. Like he was a quarterback who understood if my offense doesn't carry the weight, we're not going to win. And I don't think that's gotten better since. I think it's only gotten worse, and those numbers kind of support that opinion. 20 or more points. Uh, this Washington Commanders offense scored two times in the first in the three games before the second Giants game. They've only done that once in the three games since the second Giants game. Uh, I think he knows that this team's got to score 25 or more to win. I think he knows it's on him to do it. It's on his offense to do it. And I think he's trying to force it to happen. And unfortunately, it's not really working. Uh, the lack of playoffs makes it easier for him to get back into that rhythm. Theoretically, there's not as much pressure. Uh, but he does face three pretty scary defenses with the Jets, Niners, and Cowboys coming up. And it gives your franchise three more games to evaluate. Your next GM, your next head coach. It gives them a full 17 games of regular season football to look at. And I think that's more valuable than 14 games. And then the final part of this, there's one negative part of this conversation that I don't like on either side of this thing. And that's people wanting Josh Harris to force Ron Rivera to do something. The, the topic of meddling owners is people seem to like meddling owners when they're meddling in the way that they want them to meddle, but they don't want them to meddle in the way they don't want them to meddle. For me, I don't want the owner meddling. You're a businessman. You're a Fortune 500 CEO. Fine, whatever. You're not a football guy in that kind of a sense. Hire the football people, or if you have football people, let them do their job. Make your decision based off of how they do that job. That's my preference. I don't like the opinion that Josh Harris needs to make Ron Rivera do A, B, C, or D. So, again, not really laying out my opinion there, just diving into the arguments on both sides of the house. You're going to make the opinion based on what you want, but I'll tell you right now, the Washington Commanders are rolling with Sam Howell until further notice. But there are a lot more players on this roster looking for playing time these next three weeks. Which ones do we want to see more of? And which we which do we want to see less of? That's coming up next on this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets plus they've got last minute tickets flash deals zone deals it's easy to buy tickets for anything you want in your area and game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase they are obsessed with finding you ways to help save money on tickets and game time even has deals right up to the start of the event for some events even an hour after it starts so it's the place for you to find any last minute seats take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nfl to get 20 dollars off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create your account, redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L to get $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks again for making a locked on commanders first listen of the day today and every day. Every day is make sure you come back tomorrow. We got a mailbag. So if you got questions about Jacoby, questions about Sam, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly as an insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7. 
with the top sports stories of the day from our Locked On uh, local experts, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. AAR time. With the playoffs gone, it's time to think about the future, right? And, I, and again, before the Rams lost, logically the playoffs was not going to happen. But now mathematically the playoffs will not happen so we can fully move into future mode, which means playing time. Uh, it's already started to be a topic of conversation. We've talked about it several times every day, as you'll remember those conversations. But now it's full speed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's full speed, future, vision. Uh, so I'm going to give you two names I want to see less of, two names I want to see more of. So that's kind of my sustain and improve. Sustains is going to be our more playing time, even though it's like sustain would be to stay the same. But in fact, I want to see more of something. So it's not really a, it's actually kind of an improve, but they're both kind of improved. So the improve is going to be less playing time. Sustains be more playing time. A little bit of a twist to our AAR episode, but hopefully you can follow me there. Um, and look, these aren't necessarily going to be the positives and negatives that you think they're going to be. For example, uh, I'm going to give you a two for one here on our first more playing time opinion, and that is Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. I want to see more playing time for the two rookie defensive backs. For better or worse, these two guys need every live rep they can possibly get before the end of this season. Uh, in week 15 against the Los Angeles Rams, Emmanuel Forbes played six defensive snaps, no special teams reps. Uh, Quan Martin, meanwhile, 75 defensive snaps. That's 100% of the defensive snaps on Sunday. One special teams rep. Quan Martin, uh, 24 of those slots or 24 of those snaps came in the slot. He gave up two catches on two targets for 13 yards. And then he had 11, 11 coverage snaps lined up at safety or in the box as a kind of linebacker slash safety hybrid. One target, 21 yards, a total of three catches on three targets, 34 yards. He allowed a quarterback passer rating of 113.9. That is all according to uh pff so you know not a whole lot there to to jump in and, and celebrate about but not the worst day in the world uh either meanwhile manuel forbes all six of his snaps on defense sunday came out wide that is his position he wasn't targeted once didn't have any tackles so you know that's that's pretty much it that's your first round draft pick uh ladies and gentlemen according to stathead there have been 31 defensive backs drafted in the first round since 2018 that's all defensive backs cornerbacks safeties general dbs all of them of those, Forbes is currently 23rd in snaps played in his rookie season. So he's 23rd of the 31 DBs drafted since 2018 in the first round in snaps. 23rd, there's only eight dudes who played fewer snaps their rookie season so far than what Emmanuel Forbes has done. Uh, he needs 30 to pass Las Vegas Raiders rookie uh, from 2020, rookie uh, Damon Arnett. And Damon Arnett played just nine games. He's currently out of the league, and Emmanuel Forbes needs 30 snaps to catch him. Uh, as a first-round draft pick. So that's where we are with uh, playing time for Emmanuel Forbes. The passer rating allowed by Emmanuel Forbes' rookie season so far is 14th among those 31, so not quite below the halfway line, but not but right around the middle of the field. Uh, his yards per completion, third highest of, of all rookie cornerbacks, defensive back safeties uh, in the last, uh, what is it, six years since 2018. And his missed tackles, ninth most in that same group. 47. DBs have been drafted in the second round since 2018. Quan Martin is 41st among them in snaps. So he, there are only six DBs drafted in the second round of every NFL draft starting 2018 that have played fewer snaps their rookie season than Quan Martin has. His completion percentage against is fifth highest. Uh, the 128.6 passer rating he's allowed is fourth highest. His yards per completion allowed are the highest. And his special teams, special team snaps are third most. So at least he's contributing on special teams while Emmanuel is kind of floundering away, not really contributing to the defense. So 
the two certainly to say that these two guys have not been as impactful as the team thought they would um, is an understatement. They need a lot of work. They need all the work they can get for the sake of the team's future as far as I'm concerned. So it's kind of a ironic want to see more snaps because like they really haven't done a whole lot this season. But again, if you're fully future focused, these dudes ain't going nowhere. Like especially Emmanuel Forbes, like you're not releasing or trading a first round. I mean, I don't want to say you're not. I mean, you're you're most likely not trading or releasing a first round draft pick one year into his career. So if this team has any hopes of getting this dude to be a contributor moving forward, they got to try to figure it out this season. And Quan Martin too. I mean, look, the things that we saw on tape in Illinois are not the things we're seeing on tape here in Washington. And granted, college to NFL, that's going to happen, but it's it's to an extent that we did not certainly obviously expect. Uh, to see so those two guys need more playing time again not necessarily for great reasons but for future building reasons uh this one's for a little bit of a better reason rookie running back chris rodriguez i want to see him get more playing time no surprise really that we're talking about a lot of rookies young guys in the more playing time column um looking back at some similar numbers 172 running backs have been drafted since 2018 that's total um rodriguez is 106th in snaps with 73 of them so that's actually like a better ratio than than your first and second round picks are versus Rodriguez, who's a sixth round pick, and he's 106 in all running backs. So that's including first, second, third, fourth, fifth rounders. You know what I mean? Um, he's actually got a quite a get, quite a good amount of burn for a sixth round draft pick. Uh, he's 52nd in yards per carry. So again, 172 drafted since 2018. He's 52nd. He's like top third almost of that group. Uh, 33rd out of 75 with at least 40 carries. So you know that's that's pretty solid numbers for a sixth round pick. Uh, I, look, I want to see more of him. I want to see more of his ball carrying. I want to see him blocking more in pass pro. I want to see his receiving ability. I've been telling you guys, he and I have talked about it. His catching ability is better than we know, than we see. Um, I just want a chance for him to prove it and for, for him to, to make me look smart because that's that's what we all want, right? Um, look, especially if Brian Robinson Jr. can't go. If Brian Robinson is sidelined further with that hamstring injury, I want to see more Chris Rodriguez as we get through these final three weeks of the season. Uh, time for improve. So this is the less playing time portion of the program. Uh, another two for one. On the less playing time for defense, Benjamin St. Juice and Percy Butler. Look, uh, Percy Butler and Benjamin St. Juice each played 100% of the snaps in Week 15. Benjamin St. Juice finished with an 80.6 coverage grade, according to PFF. Butler had a 57.2. Uh, for Ben, um, Matt Stafford was 6 for 10, targeting him 65 yards. Ben did have a PBU, a lot of 79.2 quarterback rating, two tackles, two missed tackles. Percy Butler was targeted twice, gave catches on both, 30 yards, touchdown a perfect quarterback rating allowed, and he made one tackle. Bottom line is this combination is not working in its current uh, alignment. So I well, I suggest move Benjamin St. Juice to free safety. So really, it's actually Benjamin St. Juice fewer snaps at his current position. Move him to free safety. Move Forbes in at, at outside cornerback again. You know what I mean? Give him more reps there. Move Quan into the slot. Stop moving him around so much. Just make him a slot defensive back. Let him focus on one task uh, to try to get better at for the last three weeks of the season. And then finally, the guy on offense I want to see get fewer snaps, Curtis Samuel. And this is, again, the irony part. This is not because of a bad reason at all. Uh, Curtis Samuel is currently second in targets, reception, and yards, receiving for the team. He's tied for the team lead in touchdowns, highest catch percentage of the top three receivers. He's been great. And I know you pull him, how do you expect to make Sam Howell better? So I get it. So maybe he goes hand-in-hand with put Jacoby in the veteran, put Curtis Samuel. Uh, you know, still obviously you're going to play him but maybe it's not as much. Washington should want to retain him, in my opinion. I did not come to the season expecting to have that opinion, but I do have that opinion. If I'm Washington, I want to keep Curtis Samuel, uh, and he should want to protect his health for a new contract. If EB leaves, Eric Bieniemy, if Eric Bieniemy leaves, if I were EB, I'm trying to bring Curtis Samuel with me wherever I go because he is working 
in this offense while some things are not. Washington needs to get Terry McLaurin's relationship with Sam Howell going, solidified, whatever you want to call it, as much as possible before the end of the season. And they need to get Jahan Dotson going. This is his second year after being a first-round draft pick. Turning again to our friends at Stathead, uh, Jahan is one of 120 receivers drafted in the first round in their second seasons. He's 68th in targets, 61st in receptions, 79th in receiving yards, 63rd in touchdowns, 39th in catch percentage, 54th in success rate. What that all means, a lot of numbers. Basically, what I'm telling you is out of the receivers drafted in the first round, the last 120 of them, in their second seasons, Jahan Dotson is below the middle line in every stat line except for catch percentage and success rate. So when he is getting the ball, it's working okay. It's working above average. Catch rate is 39th, not great, but certainly above the fold. 54th in success rate, again, above the fold, but they're not getting him the ball enough. So Dotson isn't getting the looks, but when he does, they're not above the fold. Terry and Jahan need to be utilized better. That relationship with Sam Howell needs to be utilized better uh, and needs to be built better. And they also need to test out Diami, Byron Pringle, Jameson Crowder, uh, Mitchell Tinsley, maybe Bryson Tremaine, Kaz Allen. Let's get some of these other guys. Uh, some reps. Let's solidify some of these relationships. Curtis is already a known commodity. Let's see what we can build with the rest of these guys. Coach Rivera has a lot of tough decisions to make these last three weeks, but he did on Monday what I think no coach should ever do in a press conference, and he entered into the world of hypotheticals. We're going to get into that coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible for you to interview, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, and LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals on it, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy. When you have that many quality candidates, it gets even easier. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate with tw within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to make those hires. So thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Finishing up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, ranting about Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera held a press conference with the media on Monday. I was not able to attend because I was still in the air flying home from Los Angeles. Um, however, uh, the, the, the illustrious media group that covers the Washington Commanders on a regular basis was in attendance, except for me. And uh, they asked him some interesting questions. One question asked was a hypothetical on if the Washington Commanders were in playoff contention, if they were not 4-10, if their record was better, and they were in playoff contention, would Sam Howell still be the starting quarterback of this team this weekend? To which Ron Rivera replied, well, and this is a quote, well, if this was about playoffs and we're right in the middle of it and stuff like that, that's something that you have to most certainly consider. Do we still have that opportunity to continue to win? That's one of the things you always consider because, again, you want to make sure everybody's getting the opportunity to be successful, end quote. Here is my problem with that line of, of thought. If the Washington Commanders, are in playoff contention right now instead of four and ten. Let's let's be real here. If the Washington Commanders were going to be in playoff contention, that is not a Sam Howell question. 
That is a defensive question. Now, don't be wrong. There have been there that he is on a three game stretch of not good football, right? And there have certainly been other moments. The Buffalo Bills game comes to mind. Both Giants games come to mind where Sam Howell has not been sharp. He has not been clean. He's not been very good. But there are many, 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 many more examples of this defense not being good. If the Washington Commanders are in playoff contention right now, Sam Howell is not doing what Sam Howell has been doing. You know what I'm saying? The defense is not doing what the defense has been doing. So the actual answer is if the Washington Commanders are in playoff contention right now, this isn't a question. You know what I mean? Like if the Washington Commanders, if you take what four wins or four losses and turn them into wins, now you're down to six losses. Now you're up to eight. So if you're eight and six right now, the Washington Commanders, if you're eight and six, we are not asking Ron Rivera if Sam Howell is the starter moving forward because of course Sam Howell is the starting starter moving forward because we're eight and six and we got to eight and six because the defense played a little bit better and Sam Howell probably played more consistently or played a little bit better. So I, I really, really wished. And when I, like I said, I wasn't there in time, but when I replayed the, the, the press conference, as I heard the question being answered, don't be wrong. It's, it's a solid question. I get why the question was asked, but while I heard the question being asked, I really sat there. I said, this is a moment where coach Rivera needs the coach speak and say, not talking about the what ifs, not talking about scenarios that aren't real. At the end of the day, we're four and 10. That's where we are. That's where we're focused because there is no real way to answer that question because in order for this team to go from four and 10 to being in playoff contention, so many different things have to have changed. And again, if you're in playoff, like what team in playoff contention is thinking about benching their starting quarterback? That's not a thing. That's just not a thing that happens. So again, you know, Ron answered the question. We love Ron Rivera because he answers questions. He doesn't, you know, there were some moments this season where he certainly gave us. I'm not, I'm not answering that moment, and so that's fine. But for the most part, Ron will talk to you, and that's what we love about him. But I really wish this was one of the times where Ron Rivera kind of didn't enter the what-if realm of things. Talking about corner cornerback Emmanuel Forbes Jr. and defensive back Quan Martin, uh, he was asked if Emmanuel playing less was due to wanting to get Quan Martin involved more. Um, and he said, quote, that was a lot more about what Quan was doing and really what we had as a matchup going into this game, end quote. Um, the problem I have with this is that Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes don't play the same position. So Quan Martin, you know, I mean, I guess I suppose if you look at it, you know, you could say, well, what Quan Martin was doing relatively good things in the slot. So we wanted to keep Benjamin St. Juice outside and that pushed Emmanuel Forbes off the field. I suppose that's potentially where we're going with this. Uh, but, you know, Again, kind of what we talked about in the in the more snaps, less snaps category of this whole thing. Like you have a, you have a first round draft pick, man, who uh, you know he needs he needs he needs reps. Like he needs reps, and and he's not getting them. You know, I'm not saying he's necessarily deserved them, but again, with the, with the playoffs now out of the picture completely, realistically and mathematically, uh, we need to see Emmanuel Forbes do some more play because that's the only way he's going to get better. Or you just need to solidify this dude, ain't it? So that the next batch of decision makers gets to have a full picture of what they're what they're looking at here so um you know just a little bit of a curious curious comparison there uh, but obviously you can you can say that neither of these two top picks have panned out your third round pick is is injured your fourth round pick has spent the entire season on ir you know fifth round pick was a backup defensive end from the jump kj henry and then you know chris rodriguez uh andre jones jr like i think chris rodriguez is your rookie of the year for this draft class and uh, as, as much as I'm a fan of Chris as a, as a person, and I think he's got potential as a running back, that's that's not good, man. When your six-round pick is your rookie of the year, that's, that's, that's not good. And that's pretty much why we are where we are. Speaking of how we got here, uh, I've already got a question in the mailbag wanting me to redraft 2022 or 2023 NFL draft. 
I will be doing that tomorrow. So every day is come back for that. In the meantime, you got additional questions you want to throw into the mailbag, drop them in the YouTube comment section or hit me up via text message. Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Become an insider today. Text me directly your thoughts, opinions, questions, all of it. Um, and, and this doesn't end when the season ends, guys. I'm going to the Senior Bowl at the end of January. I'll be at the Combine doing all kinds of stuff. It, the NFL is all season long or all year long. You guys know that. So we will be texting all year long. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day or your first view of the day every day. Thanks for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please, if you're out and about, be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Everybody. Thank you.